Welcome to episode number 61. It's Fonger News, host of The Student Manager. And joining me, again, we're continuing this March Madness theme. And obviously, this podcast is called The Student Manager. We have Baylor's student manager. I think he's one of the head managers, Sheev Patel, a sophomore, Baylor University. Sheev, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Now, okay, right now, as we talk... I believe you just opened the doors for Oklahoma State. They're practicing potentially the number one. Did you see the number one, future number one NBA pick, Cade Cunningham, walk in? Yes, I did. Is he? Does he look all that? Does he look legit and all that? He looks pretty legit. Um, to me, being a number one pick it means a lot, and – I haven't seen him practice, but seeing his game skills and actually seeing him in person now, um, I can see him going going as a number one pick for sure. Absolutely. Well, it's funny because I'm here out here in Southern California, and obviously the Student Manager Podcast helps high school students and parents with the college search and admission process. And we typically have on a lot of Southern California students that are at different colleges. Matter of fact, I had someone on from Baylor uh, probably about a year ago. She transferred. She did not like Waco. So uh, I love, we're going to get to your take, uh, but they range from all over. And obviously it's March Madness. Last week we had on the Creighton student manager. And I love getting not only students on, right, to share their experiences about the college life and what they're doing, but how great would it be to have a student manager join the student manager podcast? And you're from Tracy, California. That's like, my neck of the woods. I'm from the East Bay, Pleasanton, California. Did a lot in the 209. What in the heck brought you from Tracy, California to Waco, Texas? So personally for me, I am a person that likes to adventure out into the world. Um, I don't, I've been in Tracy, California basically 18 years of my life. Um, that's where I grew up, lived, made friends. Et cetera, et cetera. But I knew and I told myself that I'm going to reach the point to where I'm going to have to broaden myself to the world. And when applying to colleges, Baylor was one of the ones that reached out to me real quick and said, hey, uh, go ahead and apply this fee. Go, go ahead and submit your application and we'll give you your decision by, I think it was the end of November or whatever. And a week later, I hear back from them saying I got admitted. And r- right away, I scheduled a visit. When I came out here, it felt like a hometown because Tracy, California itself is a, <laughs> a sm- small town as well. It, it so, is. It, it's all. Wait, Shiv, can, can, can I, I? I'm not making fun of you, but I tell this to a lot of people. I'm like, the 209, I mean, you got cows, you got barns. It, it is. It's like the boondocks. I, and now, Tracy's grown up a lot in the last 10, 15 years. But when I was going out there, Pombo Ranch, Pombo Farms, I don't know if that name's still popular out in Tracy. Um, but did, did it feel like, did, did Waco feel like a little bit like home? Waco, yeah, for sure did feel like home because um, back in Tracy, if I wanted to go to Starbucks, it was basically down the street, basically like a 10 minute walk over here. If I want to, if I want to go to in and out 
a California branch food industry place, um, I, I could walk across the street 10 minutes. I'm, right. I'm there. There's right. Chipotle, et cetera. But like just walking around the campus itself made it more, more homey because I, like everything is tight knit. Everything is close by. And it, it just felt like the right place for me, I would say. And at first, I thought cost was going to be a factor, but my parents told me, they're like, hey, you're going to get a great education place. You're going to get a great education over here. You're going to have a great time over here. And I feel like, and we feel like this is the great place, best place for you. So I committed and now I'm here. I'm at Baylor and I'm a junior. So you're, third year in. You're a third year there. And when, when coming out of high school, so what other colleges did you look at? Because this is where we try to help our students and our parents because they're torn. They think, and, and out here in Southern California, and I don't know if it's like that up there in Tracy, everyone out here either wants to go to the sweatshirt brand schools. And when I say sweatshirt brand, Shiv, it's like UCLA, USC, they'll throw out Notre Dame, they'll throw out you know Colorado, Arizona, and they love throwing out, you're going to love this, TCU, SMU, and Baylor. So coming out of high school, what other choices did you have? And did your high school, did a lot of people want to go out of state to some of the schools I just mentioned? So from my school, a lot of people wanted to go to UCLA, Cal, <laughs> um, Stanford, Irvine, Davis, basically mo- mo- most of the UCs. And, uh, and I'm like, if you, if you guys are staying in California this entire time, I, like, I know it's a cheaper it's a cheaper college tuition for you, but like you're not gonna you're not gonna only be working with people in California when you grow up. You're gonna be working with people all over the world. So that's the mind take that I took when applying to colleges. Um, I I got I I got offered a spot at Drexel University, a spot at Purdue, a spot at St. Mary's College of Moraga. Yep. In in Moraga, California, and Baylor and then a couple of the, and then St. Louis University as well. So you can say five or six, about five schools uh, got to me. A couple more came later after I committed to Baylor. But um, but you know, I felt like Baylor was the right place. What's your major? So I came here as a pre med student, but but a year later. I changed to marketing major, so I'm I'm, I'm a marketing major on the F3 on the sports sales strategies, sports sales strategy uh, track on the analytics track, um, and I'm also majoring in management, which I just added, and then minoring in leadership studies. Damn, you're like smarty pants. If you're coming in pre-med, but wait, let's be honest, Shiv. Did you come in pre-med? You're obviously smarty pants, and we'll get there, academic rigor and what it took to get to Baylor and the other schools. Was it was it like a sh- culture shock, hard classes, I want to still go out, I want to have fun, I got to switch my major? Not as much. Um, like, I, like, I knew I, I, I could have done it with a – with the, with, I could have done that same thing with a pre-med major as well, but it, it wasn't more. It wasn't more about like going out and having fun. It was more about like, does it suit me? Because uh, um, when I was in middle school and high school, I loved chemistry. Chemistry was so fun, but biology 
but biology classes weren't, weren't my like strong factor you can kind of say so when i came over here I, I took two bio courses and it wasn't it wasn't strong enough for me but because i wasn't a strong bio student but also a strong chemistry student so at one point i wanted to add a chemistry minor but the, the classes um you can say kind of conflicted with, with, with my time being a manager so instead of a chemistry minor I, I i did a leadership studies minor so when you came uh and you knew you were going to go to baylor what other college campuses did you visit or did you wait until you got accepted to all these schools and then you went to waco to check out baylor what other campuses did you visit to put in your process so uh, i visited drexel university and then i also visited st mary st mary's university of Moraga, California. Yeah, right, um, right, right down the 580 from you. That's too close to home, though, they, right? <laughs> yeah, that's too close to home. I, I'm like, I'm like, this is in the hills. This is a small college. I'm like, I'm like, I can't do this now. Did you want? Did you want a big? And this is a question I always ask students. And then when parents ask me, what colleges do you think for my kid? What do, what do you think they should go to? And I always ask, well, do they want to go out of state? And then do they want to? Big school, small school, they want to be in a big city or small city. Did you kind of, what was your process in your thinking? So, so for me, I it, it really didn't matter. Um, big school would have been fine. Small school would have been fine. What, the good thing about Baylor is it's a, it, it's a decent-sized school. Um, you you have, it, like, you say the total student, popula- student body population over here is probably around 14,000, 15,000. So if you divide that up to up to four classes, you, you have about thirty five hundred students in, in every class, and and that's that's your base. That's basically your graduating class, and each and you, you have people. I mean, not people. You have students of all different ethnicity, races, or religion coming together at, at a campus that's Christian, and just just. Just sharing values, uh, ethnic, uh, practices that one religion does that the other religion doesn't, and just it's like a community feeling over here. It's like all everyone is valued as one. You kind of say. What's your class ratio size? I do not know that actually. So, like, would you say maybe thirty, forty students in your class, or a little bit more? Trying, trying to paint the picture for, for my listeners to see, you know, are, are the classes big? Do you go to big lecture halls or is it kind of, you know, intimate? So for, so for your main courses, biology, chemistry, oh, um, biology for sure would be like, uh, like 50, like about 75, 75, 200 students, um, for chemistry about the same as well. But, but but that was pre-COVID. Now now with COVID, some classes are online, and the classes that are in person, they probably hold only like instead of seventy-five to hundred, it's more like forty, about forty to fifty students. Like like it just because of COVID, everything got smaller. Or if there are still sizes of classes seventy-five to hundred, they're either in a bigger auditorium. Right. Well, you know, I was going to ask you that. Because you're out in Texas, obviously the governor Greg just opened up everything. But even before he did that yesterday, you're a junior now. 
how does it compare from the first two years of going to school? Well, actually, it probably stopped in April of your spring of your sophomore year as compared to this year with COVID. Online or maybe some in-person classes. Walk me through that experience. It totally feels different, okay? Uh, and this is the main reason. It's the main reason I'll tell you. You you have you have you have some students that have because they either want to be with like the best the best of the best professors, right? So mm-hmm. if they, if they want that, some classes have to be online, some classes have to be in person, or some classes are hybrid, like in like in person and online. For me, last semester, I had two in person classes, two online classes and two uh two hybrid classes so it, it got a little confusing for me for the first whole month you can kind of say of what when, when do i go in person or when do i not go in person and it just messed up my entire it, it was it, it was a lot of confusion you can kind of say um and it, it didn't suit it didn't i didn't adjust to it that well but but now having my second semester in uh, I, I told myself, I'm like, hey, it's either on, fully online or fully in per- or fully in person. So, yeah, I, I'm currently taking six classes. I have three online and three in person, and and the three online are almost self-paced. So, so, so I can go go at my own pace, but I have to get the assignments done. What do you prefer better? What would you rather have? I would. I, I personally rather would have in person um, because online the professor is going on and on teaching the lecture and you're, you're at 30 or 40 other students, right? maybe even 50, and you, you might feel intimidated to ask a question. And you might, you might feel like if you ask a question, you're interrupting the professor. While if you're in class, you can raise a hand the professor would stop politely and you could ask your question politely as well. And you feel like you haven't interrupted someone. What do you like about Baylor the most? Sell sell my audience and followers. Why Waco? Why Waco? Why Waco? Why Baylor University? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I would say, I would say, Waco because it's a tight-knit community um from the first day I, I stepped on campus to to now my you, you ask a good good number of students who I am and they know who I am because I'm a very social guy and and it's a tight-knit community it's like it's almost like if everyone has a back for, for another person and like 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 the day you step your foot into a classroom you're guaranteed to make at least one or two friends. And then from there you make a bigger community and bigger and bigger. And it, it just makes you feel like it just makes your four years go, go even faster. Like I'm in my third, third year, second semester. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have a year left. Time just flew by, but Baylor, because it, it makes you feel at home. It makes you, it makes you make, let me, I'm, try, I'm trying to find the word correctly. But it just tries to. It just makes a great impact on your future. It makes lifelong friends and brothers and sisters. Like one one of the groups I joined right right when I got here was the Bear Pit Leadership Team, 
And the Barefoot Leadership Team was where I actually started and is kind of how I got my job as student manager. So Um, what what is it? Talk talk to me about that. So the Barefoot Leadership Team is a student student organized uh, organization where we basically are the leader of the leaders of Bear Pit and the Bear Pit is a student section uh, for, for the basketball games. And we basically, or we basically handle the entire student section for basketball games for men's and women's. Um, so I, I actually have a, I actually have a photo, a photo of myself from those days. And it just, it just reminds me of how I was a fan and I was, sitting there in the stands and now I'm, I'm a head manager one of the head managers here at Baylor and I'm standing next to the team so how did you go from being the leader involved in this club organization the 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 bear did you say the bear fit yes the bear fit organization to working for Scotty Drew so it it all started when we beat Texas Tech 73 62 I remember the exact score because we after after the last horn went off, we rushed onto the court. Okay, it was seventy three sixty two on a immortal ten game, and we beat Texas Tech seventy three sixty two. It was a ranked game. They were ranked. We were we weren't ranked, so it felt made us feel even better. And then I, it, and then when we came came in the middle uh, before before celebrating, we. Uh, as a student, I celebrated. We 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 prayed together. We I prayed together with the team. Okay. And when when I prayed together together with the team, I stood next to the strength and conditioning coach, Coach uh, Charlie Munson. When and then after, and then from from that game on, I basically like you can basically say I I saw him I saw him every day. Every game day, and, and I dapped him up, talked to him for, for a minute or two, right? And got to know him. By the end, by the end of the season, I we became close, you can kind of say. And then I asked him, like, "Hey, how do you do that?" And through that, he he connected me with Adobo, did the ML Hotra, and from the, from then on, it just it just one step to another step to another step, and now I'm here. So what year were you when you transitioned from a student to being the student manager of the basketball team? So I was a student my, so- my freshman year. And then I became a student manager my sophomore year, but it's the last year. And then now I'm a head student manager. How many head student junior. managers are there? There's only two per year. Okay. So yourself yeah. and is it a senior, junior? Who, who, who? Uh, he's... He's also a junior. His name is Nick Mullenpo. Okay. So you guys will both – now, will you both be head managers next year? I'm assuming yes. Yes, we will. Mm. So it's, it's, mostly, it's mostly the, the upperclassmen. Um, because, because we didn't have any juniors last year becoming seniors, um, Nick and I, we, most, we became, you can say, the next up ones. And we had the chance of becoming – Head managers because we, we were all we were always working hard, we were always in in the gym do, help helping out with whatever that, that has to be helped with helped out with and 
we just earned our stripes from there. And now we're both head managers working together. How now? How did you did you know um, you you two were sophomores working your tails off, working your asses off to get this position? Uh, and did like how many other people were there that are below you that work with you that then Scotty Drew, Coach Drew said, you know what? I want you two as my head managers. Can you rephrase that, please? Yeah. So, so like, obviously, and I know how you feel because I was a freshman and I, I took over the head manager position as a sophomore. So I had a great ride, but now you're going to have, you're in a great position because obviously you worked hard um, your sophomore year, but now you're head manager with somebody else. How many other people were vying for this position? How many other people are below you or work along with you that you're that report to you maybe that help you do what you do? Oof, man, I would say, I would say that there are about four to six other people. Wow. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was big and it was mostly because we needed the help last year. And sometimes one student manager could, so sometimes I, I had to be out because I, I had a test the next day. So one of the other student managers helped out, but we, we were like, we, we all helped each other build. But um, the yeah. reason Nick and I stood out was because, was because we like whenever we didn't have a test or whatever, we would always be in the gym working. I remember one night I, I was in the gym from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. and it was because it, it was because I was just doing laundry, make, making sure, like I was just a regular student manager. Like I, I didn't have to do laundry, but I, I I I stayed in the gym, did laundry, and then around 8 8 p.m. 8 like around 8 8:30, one of the players came up to shoot. I helped rebound, and after that my apartment which was like about 30 minutes away i walked to my apartment so basically i got home by 10 p.m and yeah. did it and like i know it was a long time for sure but it but during the gaps i, I that i had free time i was just working on homework at the gym now, like now, yeah I, now shiv is this is this an internship an unpaid internship are you on part scholarship are you, are they paying for maybe some tuition some books um, no, it, 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 uh, so it's a hourly wage. Okay. And, and that's, that's what we, that's basically what we get paid for. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So a question, cause I just watched the game last night. Did you travel? Did you come from the West Virginia game back to Baylor? Yes. Or, okay. So, so let's talk about road trips. Cause those used to be the funnest times of my life. Uh, first of all, that was a great win yesterday. It was, it was in overtime and it was, oh my. <laughs> t- t- I, let's talk I, about that. I, I cause was, it's March madness. It, it was for sure. madness. like, like I'm telling you, I was, I was scared to my parents. I was sweating. All my clothes were sweating. Sweating. I'm like, what? I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then, and then Jared Butler made the layup. We tied it up at 81, and then we got a stop. And then, and then we had a four position, four possession of the ball. And then we came up with a stop and went, went to overtime. So I'm like, thank God. Whew. And then once overtime came, I'm like, I'm like, we got this. And then. 
and then Jared fell out. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like, I know our bet. I'm like, I told myself, I'm like, even though Jared fell out, I'm like, I know our bench is so deep and so strong that that, that we're gonna pull right out of this. And both Adam Flagler, Davion Mitchell, Mark Bottle, Jonathan Chamachachua, Matthew Mayer, all of them, they all played great defense, bodied up, and it was. It was a great last five minutes of the game. Like our guys pushed through the adversity. They they, they knew what was coming, and we, we, they knew that even even though we had gone gone through a tough tough time and we had lost to Kansas, that we, we weren't going to back down from any challenges, and we didn't back down. We well, fought through. Yeah, and that was a big bounce back game because. All along this entire season, there's two teams that I think really, really stand out, and that's Gonzaga and Baylor. And you actually, too, were supposed to play in December, and then COVID hit. Like, you guys actually were on pause. How's this whole COVID affecting um, the whole experience and, and the season and, and what you all are doing? Um, I I'll say this, um, as Coach Drew said earlier last week, earlier last week when we played Kansas, um, COVID was like a kryptonite. Um, it, it was it, it was something that we were still recovering from. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was still something that our guys they feel. Uh, our guys were are healthy and strong guys, but. COVID could could affect some people worse than others, and maybe it was that. Who knows? But but I know for us, um, our guys were, our guys are going to push through it. Um, they're gonna they're gonna fight through it, come out stronger, better than ever, healthier, faster. Um, but but more more important, they're gonna have a stronger mindset of like, hey. I, if, if I can come, I can. If I can overcome this, I can overcome the ch- next challenge. And the next challenge was a Big Twelve uh, champs, w- which we overcame now. So, so now on their mindset, they have the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve tournament title, and then next, next, and then after that, the NCAA championship title. Well, by the time this podcast is released, it'll, it'll be the Sweet Sixteen. How deep, I mean, as a student, student athlete, student manager, uh, how deep is this Baylor team? Where, where do you see this Baylor team ending up? I see this team ending up as, as national champions, to be honest. Um, you, and, hold on, Shiv. And, you, all my followers and listeners, you heard it first because we might have to play this back. Shiv says Baylor University has the team that could be the national championship. I love that confidence, Shiv. Go on. And it, look – I know I'm a Baylor student manager. I know, I know because I'm at Baylor, I'm going to be biased. Uh, I'm I'm going to be low key biased about choosing Baylor to be the national championships, uh, national national champions of the world. But but listen, they Baylor has such a deep bench. Um, if one player one player is is down and can't shoot for a day, another another player will come up. Um, I, I believe it was against Iowa State. When, when, when Jared couldn't, I, I believe it was Jared Butler. When he couldn't shoot, Adam Flagler, Adam Flagler t- turned it up. So, 
it so like it doesn't matter like we are so deep um in our bench that anyone and everyone can make an impact on the team and our guards can shoot light out too like guards are phenomenal you have NBA players. <laughs> Do you realize that we, when, when you're practicing, you're like these guys are. Some of these guys are going in the league. Yes, uh, it, it's crazy to believe, but some of these guys are are going to the league for sure. And you, you may like like you may feel like it's it's not going to be like you may feel like it's going to be hard to for them to get there, which is which is for sure, and it's going to be hard for us to get to basically the, the title. But, you know, our bench is deep. Once again, each guy is on another guy's back. Each guy is nitpicking another guy's uh, action or move or whatever to learn more. Like, uh, I, I remember one game, um, I believe we, we were at Iowa State. I'm, I'm not sure, but I believe we were at Iowa State. And Jonathan... And John, Jonathan, he was asking it was after halftime. We came out, and John was asking questions to Mark about like, "Hey, what's better to do?" And that's how guys learn. Like, like we are all here to build one another up to make sure this team remains great for years to come. Like next year, we have Jeremy Sokan, we have Kendall Brown, we have Langston Love. We have three top. We have three top, uh, top 100 recruits coming in. So right. if if our younger members learn this year from 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 bets, well, the, those those younger members will, will will then become known as the bets and could and could teach these young young men that are right. coming into the league. Shiv, let me ask you this: What's the one thing you've learned from Coach Drew? Man, Coach Coach Drew has taught me a lot of stuff for sure. Um, Tell me one just thing. Just being beside, I I would say to never back down from a challenge. Um, he, he and to always be energetic as well. Like like he, during practices, he loves putting up challenges. He love he that. loves being he he loves being competitive. He's so energetic. He like that. that that's the thing I like about him too. Is that he's just. Like he comes with energy every day, and the, and that shows me that I'm like, hey, when I get out of bed, I gotta be this. this I have this much energy to last me throughout the entire day. I gotta make sure to walk around with a smile on my face. I gotta be like, like he's taught me a lot of stuff. And have you ever seen yeah, that? Have, have you ever seen that. his one shining moment? Uh, that March Madness shot that he did. No, I have not actually. But it's probably something I gotta look up tonight. <laughs> you look it up. You can text me, or I'll send it to you. I, f- I think it was like in the late '90s. I think I, one of those. So, uh, tell me, tell tell me your favorite Big Twelve road trip. What do you? What, what's one of the favorite campuses you love going on, going to? So this was actually my first year traveling. So I do not have much to say. Um. How's Morgantown? Yeah, <laughs> the one you just oh, got back from. Did you get when you're when the, this year traveling? When you go to the hotels and after you go to practice and you do your meals, I know I used to like to venture out and just walk around. Do, have you have you been able to do that? And if so, like, what's been your favorite university that you've gone to? 
so I, I haven't ventured out as much because um, because I don't want I don't want to go outside um, and then possibly test positive and then and then affect the team's like outcome. So uh, so I have mostly stayed inside, and just relaxed, um, done homework, make sure the players are healthy. If they need anything, drink, snacks, anything, just just look after them. But I would say so far this year, my favorite my my favorite stadium for sure was Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Red Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Their stadium, to me personally, their stadium, their their crowd, the, the, way, the way they had it, the atmosphere over there, it was crazy. And I loved it. Um, but, but, man, Kansas, Allen Fieldhouse. Sick. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great place to go to as well. Um, it's so funny. The Creighton manager last week, he said one of his favorite places was was Kansas as well. And I've been to uh, Allen uh, Fieldhouse twice, so it's great, great, iconic basketball yeah. arena. Uh, like I'm, like I'm telling you, even even though we went to Allen Fieldhouse and it was like 25 percent capacity, um, it, it was a great time for sure. Um, like. One thing, one thing I can say uh, that ma- that makes the experience even better is is to know the student manager at the play- at the college. Um, one thing, one thing I did over, over the summer was connect with student managers from from so many di- different universities: Xavier, Seton Hall, Loyola Chicago, Dayton, Clemson, Wa- University of Washington. Like I connected a lot, a lot, and. And what I learned, and what I learned is just getting to know these managers and from other colleges will make your life a lot easier. Yep. Um. One, like one situation was when when Kansas came to Baylor, um, their student manager Ashton Pills, she wasn't traveling, but another student manager, John Felton, he um he was traveling. So Ashton made helped us to connect yeah and and i told john i'm like hey if you need anything let me know and he told me told me something something that i needed needed for the coaches and i went out got it for them and like like it just makes life a lot easier it makes around i wish such thing is just kind of like how i found you right through linkedin and how i found my creighton student manager doing some searches and trying to get some more interesting people on the podcast but uh we used to, uh, on the road, we would trade gear and trade jerseys. But it sounds like what you guys are all doing now is, you know, obviously preparation and getting to know the managers uh, to help out with the road trips. But I understand that you guys play, like, pickup games. Like, that's what, what I've heard from other managers, if you guys have time so, like, after practice. So t- talk to me about that. So we actually we actually haven't done any managers games this year. Okay. Um. It is, is again just stake uh, COVID safe because we don't want any of the managers or GAs uh, getting sick and then getting the players sick and yeah. then affecting affecting everything for March Madness because man, this is a hell of a year for us and let's say something like that that did happen they're gonna blame it, it on Shiv. One of us. <laughs> yeah, they'll blame it on me and and let let's say everything like works out we're fine and then. March Madness time, that's tournament time. Um, 
they're going to know like, Hey, this, this guy's going to go out and, and be like goofing around and playing games. So we shouldn't take him. And if I did, and for me not to go to, to the March Madness tournament and sit on the bench with a team, it would just hurt my heart a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So let's take away the COVID aspect because it sounds like um, you guys are pretty much quarantining and staying with each other. Let's talk about just the, the, the aspect of social life uh, at Waco. Uh, you know, is is you're a junior. Is there a lot of partying going on? I know the people I've talked to that went to Baylor, they liked it. Um, you know, the bar scene out there. How is it out there uh, in, in a normal world? Or maybe what you know of or what you're familiar with? So I would say in a, nor- in a normal world, uh, pre-COVID with, with, um, with no problems, no quarantine or anything, um, Fridays and Saturday nights are the times, are times to go out or mostly have fun because that's when frats, uh, frats like to throw parties or mm-hmm. bars like to get packed. Um, it, so I would say that's like that during uh, uh, that uh, pre-COVID. But now during COVID time, like like there there are parties here and there. And personally, do I care? Do I care that much about them? No, because I feel like my position as head manager comes first. Um, if if I went to, if I wanted to, went out to the party and let's say a video of that got out to a coach or whatever, man, that's gonna affect me a lot more than that's that's gonna affect me a lot more than um it's gonna affect me it's gonna affect me a lot more and then sooner or later I might not even have a I, I, I might not I might not be working. Right, right. No, you have for the basketball team. Shiv, you, you, you're you sound very responsible for a junior, right? And my student manager mm-hmm. and I had on last week, same, same, same thing from Creighton. You know, his freshman sophomore year, he didn't really go out, really didn't go out and drink. It was his choice, but he's there. He said he's there because it's a job. So I'm going to ask you that same question. Do you think Baylor University owns you? In terms of, I, I always say managers are part of a student athlete because you, you you really are you're with the team. But do, mm-hmm. do you think Baylor University owns you and the players on the team? So, so this 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 is what I would say. When whenever I'm when I whenever I'm walking around with Baylor gear, um, like whenever I'm walking around with Baylor basketball gear. That that's it, that shows that I'm a part of the program. That's yes. one. Two, it, it, it that Baylor basketball gear is is showing I'm a part of the Baylor basketball program and I'm a Baylor student. So that 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 connects to them right right there. And then number three, the most important part, I it, I when I, whenever I wear any, anything like that around anywhere, airport, um. Let's say I go. Let's say I go out um, on a cruise, wherever. I, I and I wear Baylor gear. I'm I, I am representing the the Baylor institution. Absolutely. Um, it it's and I I have to show the reputation of uh, I have to hold the reputation of, of Baylor basically with my in my hands because if let's say I, I do let's say I mess up, well they know I'm a student at Baylor. They can reach out to someone at Baylor saying, "Hey, this student, whatever, whatever, 
cost the scene, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I just put my je- my school on Jeopardy, uh, 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 school's reputation online, and I put my, my own reputation online, and it affects. And like it, back when we had the rape scandals and et cetera, et cetera, yep. back in 2014, who, um, it, well. That affected the school a lot more because of what what, what the players did during that time, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to have that happen to a well built Baylor basketball program. We where we have such a great community and we help one another build. So do do I feel like Baylor owns me? I, I kind of do. Yep, but it. it but I'm, I know that I have a control of myself, and I know that whenever I'm out there wearing Baylor basketball gear or anything ba- Baylor gear to show that I'm a great student, uh, I I I can show I can show my respect, um, say saying yes sir, yes ma'am, um, holding a door open for for uh, a family like. Like well, that's that's one thing I can say I've done so many times here here in Texas or I mean in Waco whenever I go out to a restaurant or anything um, I I always no, no matter if the people are like 20 feet away away or whatever I when I know that they're walking out I just hold the door open for them because I'm like hey it, that's the nicest gesture, gesture I can do. Well, Shiv, um, Shiv, you, you you have respect. I mean, you you already were addressing me, Mister Fong. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Here, but uh, you, you're going to go a long way. You're going to go a long way in life, and I, I've enjoyed having you on this podcast. And and Baylor University Bears, watching you guys, watching Scott Drew's team. I'm going to keep in touch with you during this March Madness run. Um, as we wrap up, I like to do these rapid-fire questions. If Mr. and Ms. Patel are in town, where are you taking mom and dad for the nicest dinner? One restaurant. Where is it? Nicest restaurant, man. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, mom, dad, um, pops, mom and pops aren't going to be very happy. Okay, Alpha, Alpha, Alpha and Omegas. Okay, what? What? Now, what are you ordering there? Have you taken them there? Are you ordering like a big steak? What are we ordering? So, Alpha, Alpha and Omegas is actually a Mediterranean place. Okay, um, it's like it's like falafel and, and, and gyros. So, yes. uh, so, so we would order vegetarian gyros. Excellent. Okay, you wake up in the morning. You maybe. Uh, you know, during non-COVID times, you might be a little hungover, might be a little tired. Where's the best breakfast place that you're going to? Best breakfast place? I would say Fuego. Fuego. What kind of food? What are you going to order there? Ooh, I would order myself a breakfast, a breakfast, again, egg, cheese, potato, egg, egg, cheese, potato, a burrito. All right. And then what's the best bar? What what do you think the best bar to hang out for Baylor University students is? Man, I'm only Okay, so I'm I'm only 20, so I so I haven't been going out to bars and um, Shiv, don't lie. I know I, all your friends have fake IDs. Where are they going? Where are they going? Yeah. Um <laughs> Man, they go to Bruin most most of them go to Brew and Choose, um, but I heard that Brew and Choose is closing down lately. But if they want to if they want to come and have a good time, go to Scruffy Murphy. What is it called? 
Scruffy Murphy's. Scruffy Murphy's. All right, you heard it. Yeah. Scruffy Murphy's. I got to look that one up. <laughs> it's basically called Scruffs. Um, um, no, no, no. Erase that. I would say Crickets. Okay. Crickets well, now you just gave me two. That's perfect. I'm going to go to Scruffs or Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going you're gonna to have a good time for sure. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> All right. So as I always wrap up, I love to ask my students this. Who is the president of Baylor University? I'm going to put you on the spot. Who is it? Oh, Linda Livingstone. Yes. Shiv, you're going places. I like that. All right. One more question. When's the last time you had a f- conversation with Mr. Mac Rhodes? Mr. Mac Rhodes. I actually have never spoke with, with Mr. Mac Rhodes. All right. I'm going to challenge you. Okay, I challenged my Creighton University student manager to go and introduce himself to the AD, let him know who you are, and make sure he knows your name. And and Shiv, you're going places. Just remember to keep in touch. Just network, right? Mac Rhodes, you don't know what this athletic director could do for you. I'm just telling you right now, that was probably the one big takeaway as a student manager at Long Beach State is all my connections, all my networking, Today, I keep in touch with several athletic directors, and as I grow and just learn more people, I teach my kids to know who these people are at their universities and help them maybe potentially get jobs. But go introduce yourself to Mac Rhodes, and I'll keep in touch with you, and you're going to tell me if you did or not. Is that a deal? All right. All right, deal. (laughs) You're going to learn something from one student manager to the other student manager. Well... Again, I want to thank Shiv Patel. He joined us as the guest on episode number 61 of The Student Manager. It's March Madness, baby. We got Baylor University. By the time you listen to this, they're either going to be dancing or not dancing. And you heard it from Shiv. Shiv, national championship? National championship. All right. That's what we're, we're going to be. <laughs> I had them in Gonzaga in the national championship game. I mean, that those are the two teams that stand out by far. But the Big Ten, if you guys run up against the Big Ten, they've got some tough teams in the Big Ten, Shiv. I'm just telling you right now. Look, <laughs> look, we, we, we played Illinois earlier in the year. And we, like, it was tied at halftime, but then we came out at halftime ready to go. And... We basically burst it open, and we won, and we won the game by thirteen. Hey, that was early in the year. A lot of things have can change. It's March, and you don't want to play Tom Izzo's team in March. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and and guess who else is getting hot? Coach K and the Dukies are getting hot. Coach K and the Dukies are getting hot. True. Um, they may not make the but... dance, but. <laughs> I... They they might not make the tournament. Um, it, it would be the first year that them and, and Kentucky don't make it. Right, right. Well, I wish you luck tomorrow. I'm going to be following you. Keep your eyes on Kate Cunningham. Uh, let's see if your guards and your uh, backcourt can shut him down. Or not shut him down. Should I just say contain him? Because you can't shut him down. You can contain him. And one person's not going to beat you. Uh, so good luck tomorrow night. Good luck the rest of the mar- uh, in March as 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 the March Madness rolls out. Go Bears and Shiv. It's been a pleasure. Fonger News, out. <laughs>